Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labour for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. This is God's word for us today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, be with us now as we hear your word. Open our ears that we may hear wonderful things in your word. Teach us, lead us, guide us and fill us with every good thing. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I need you to use your imagination. I want you to imagine that you're in the middle of a marketplace. Most of us have been to a market and it can be overwhelming actually. Voices coming from all different directions, spruiking of bargain prices and fresh quality produce. The market is a place for the senses with all the colours and aromas in the air. And if you can picture it, there are generally little stalls lined up in aisles that you walk up and down and they're all displaying the food that you're hopefully looking to buy. It's no secret, all the best produce is at the market, isn't it? Either that or you've got a guy. We have all kinds of guys. There are air conditioning guys, there are electrical guys. Have you got a particular guy that you take your car to for servicing? Well, it's true for our food too. You might be thinking of a guy right now that you think has the best produce in far north Queensland. Maybe he's a meat guy or a fish or a chicken guy or a fruit and veg guy, spruiking to the waves of people moving by. And one thing I've learned about markets though is that good food isn't cheap. Have you found that? Good food isn't cheap, is it? And it seems it just keeps getting more expensive but we know this. We know if you want good food, you've got to pay for it. Perhaps unless you know a particular guy. In Isaiah 55, God is spruiking and calling out to both Jews and Gentiles He's calling out to you here today, to your friends, to your families and to this community. The picture in this text is that God is one of those market stall owners spruiking about his produce on offer to everyone and he's displaying the richest produce the world has ever seen bar none. But he's not calling out $9 a kilo or two for $3 He's not even going for broken or at a dollar a bag like what happens at the end of markets. There is no price. It's all free without cost. Free? What's wrong with it? That's the question that comes to mind when someone wants to give us something that's absolutely amazing but then they tell us it's free. There must be something wrong with it. What's the catch? They must need a favour. Same thing happens when we're invited to dinner. What do you want me to bring? It's just a reflex question, isn't it? Oh, nothing, just bring yourself. So we ask, well, what are you cooking then? Not because we want to know what we're going to eat, 
but because we think we better turn up with a bottle that matches the meal. But with God, it's different. There's certainly nothing wrong with his produce. He's not looking for a favour. There's nothing that you have that the God who created, created the heavens and the earth that is in need of. Instead, he offers you the richest and best produce you could ever hope to behold. But the price, it's just hard to get past. I want to say to you this morning that you might have just a little bit of money or you might have stacks of it piled away. It doesn't matter. You still couldn't afford to sit at the Lord's table without his invitation. There is no visa or MasterCard that wouldn't be humbled by trying to pay for God's rich banquet feast. And yet he offers his produce to us at no cost. That doesn't mean that it didn't cost God so much more than we could imagine because it did. The cross reminds us that the same heavenly father that reaches out to us today is the father who sent his own son to pay that heavy price for our sin. And today this God invites you and your friends and your family and this community to come and partake in the richest banquet you could ever hope or dream of eating. So I want to ask you, what are you hungry for? What is it that you're thirsting for? Nothing, nothing is hidden from God's sight. He knows that you're hungry and he knows that you're thirsty. He also knows that you don't just hunger for what he's prepared for you, but everything else that appeals to your own senses and tastes. God knows he's not the only one spruiking in the marketplace that is your life. He also knows all your excuses. He knows that sometimes you've made yourself too busy to sit down and eat. He knows if your diary is bursting with all the other things you've got to do. He knows if you're distracted and tempted by the other louder voices in the world. In fact, if there's anyone who understands where you're at today, it's Jesus. Jesus who overcame all the temptations and the lies of Satan in the wilderness. How did he do that? Jesus knew how important it was to be filled with more than mere bread alone, but with real spiritual food. And it's no different for you today. That's exactly why there's a sense of urgency in this word from Isaiah. It's urgent because we also have an insatiable appetite for things that hinder our walk as disciples. It's exactly because God can see straight into us that he can see that we're actually running on empty even when we think we're full. That we're living in a state without his nutrition and his guiding instruction. And so he ups the ante. Isaiah calls out, come, come, come to me. And then listen, 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 listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. It's urgent. Coming to his table, listening and hearing from God leads to life and leads to delighting. Delighting in God and his word that teaches and instructs us for real life 
but that is also the source of all real life. That's what real food does, isn't it? Without it, we become weak and we eventually die. So what does God list on his menu of marketplace goodies? He sets out his menu in verse 1 as any good market spruker should. He says, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and he who has no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. There is water, there is milk and there is wine. Water quenches thirst like nothing else, we know that. When you're feeling dry and parched, water is exactly what you need and God knows it. And later on in that very same chapter of Isaiah, we actually uh, came to it a few weeks ago. It says, For as rain and snow, which is water, come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, because water is life-giving, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. God's banquet, God's life-giving food comes to us today through our physical ears as well as our physical mouths. We hear it, we listen to it, we understand it and then we obey God's word. We eat it with our physical bodies as we come to Jesus' banquet table today as a family gathering around a dinner table. Only the food we'll be eating will give us so much more than just energy to move around. It's God's food. It's God's food that releases you from your past and gives what it promises. Jesus. It gives you Jesus along with Jesus' forgiveness and strength that you need Today, today you participate in holy communion. But there's more. What about the milk and the wine? Milk, well, it's for children, isn't it? And wine is for adults. First Peter talks about the word as milk, saying, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. To be like a newborn, nursing on the milk of the Word, is a good thing. It's a good thing because it reinforces what God is saying through Isaiah today, because an infant cannot pay for its meal. A mother nursing, infant, nursing an infant doesn't receive $5 after every feed. It would be good if she did, but she doesn't. Babies are reliant on their parents, particularly their mother, for their food. They can't pay. They cry out, don't they? And then mum comes stumbling through the darkness of the night, tripping over stuff maybe, but eventually gets to, the, gets to, gets to them and gives them their food. We can't pay God for his word either. We receive it. We are transformed by it. We grow through it. We nurse on the milk of the word and today God comes to you to give you what you need and what your heart and soul cries out for. And in one sense we always nurse as infants on the word but we also mature and develop as we feed and grow as disciples of Jesus. Wouldn't it be good if we were always focused on that? 
Sometimes we feel safer staying right where we are, treading water. It all seems so hard and we get lazy. And the writer of Hebrews was speaking to lazy Christians when he wrote, You have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. Solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by the constant practice to distinguish good from evil. That's what we are talking about last week when we are talking about seeking wisdom from above, training in the powers of discernment. When we're lazy though, that starts when we think that we know, you know, enough Bible to get by. It happens when we prioritise everything else above worshipping God and receiving everything he has for us. When we think that that event at church won't apply to us or when we tell ourselves, I'll do it myself at home later, but we actually don't get around to it. But a banquet A banquet involving God's word is always nutritious and filling, filling with that Holy Spirit. And over time we start to experience a kind of exhilaration in the word as we grow up and mature. And friends, this is the wine. Because wine is for adults and a good wine is exhilarating. You enjoy it and you savour it. And if it's really good, you go and buy a case and share it with your friends and celebrate together, or at least I hope you do. You talk about it. You mull over its aromas and taste. You enjoy it. It's exhilarating. Christians who are growing in the Word do the same thing. They can't help it. It's exhilarating like a fine wine. So what are you hungry for? And what are you thirsty for? As you stand in the marketplace that is your life, what are you hungry and thirsty for? Like a spruker at the markets, God is calling you out and offering you the richest of banquets. He won't force you to come and eat, but he knows that we are all in desperate need of what he is offering. Good food is expensive these days. It is. This is the very best food and it's free and it's available to everyone. This food is life-giving and life-sustaining like the purest water. And as you nurse on the milk of the word, this food will cause you to develop and grow up into your Lord Jesus Christ. This food is more exhilarating than the finest wine. In fact, it's like the finest wine that never, ever runs out. God is calling out your name today. He's offering sustenance, forgiveness, joy and to delight in him forever. So friends, come, taste and see that the Lord indeed is very good. In Jesus' name, Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds safe in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have set your table for us today. And we pray that as we come, that you would feed us your richest fare, 
the wonderful food that you've prepared for your people. Fill us, forgive us, cleanse us and strengthen us for life in your kingdom as your kingdom and priesthood of all believers. Father, give us what we need and fill us up with what we need for today and where we're at today. In Jesus' name, Amen.